0: Here we go, episode 25 of the Hibs Ramble. Don't adjust your audio or your visual sets. It is me, Craig. I am back for the first time in what seems like forever. Joining me is Liam. How are you, Liam? I'm not too bad, mate. How are you? I'm all right. You have a good Christmas. I was good, mate. It was good. How was yours? I, it was all right. As usual, kids got spoiled rotten and left a trail of destruction behind them before eh, leaving us to clean it all up behind them. But you know all about that. Well, you'll know you'll know all about that in the years to come.
1: Exactly, mate. Exactly. I heard you got spoiled rotten as well. Someone got you uh, the worst PlayStation mic in the world. We're playing no. Warzone earlier, and I could hardly hear you.
0: I put that down to Activision's um, game and their software. And quite frankly, their whole we're not this is this is not the the Activision ramble. This is a Hibs ramble. But Activision and Infinity Ward and all this. <clears throat> gimps that make that game need to up their game. Talking of up in their game, um, Hibernian Football Club are going through a bit of a malaise at the moment. Um, Christmas Eve, we made a good minus four dent in the goal difference. After the game against Celtic, we are now back in the same goal difference position we found ourselves before the Livingston game. We're not going to go into the games too much, like too in-depth, because there's no point. We all kind of seen what happened. But were you surprised by the level of performance we got last night based on the level of performance that we got against Livingston?
1: Um, I don't know. I think we played really well against Livingston. And you know when Celtic come, it's going to be a tough game, regardless if they have an off day or not. I feel like for the first five, ten minutes, we really kind of tried to give them a go. And I thought that's what I thought it was going to set the tone for the rest of the game. But um, unfortunately, we kind of fell off a bit. I understand why we couldn't get in their faces for the whole game. But, you know, we we got an offside goal and, you know, looked all right. Mm. And then we just kind of crumbled after they scored their second goal.
0: No, we did. I mean, I said it to you last night, and I've said it like on Twitter as well. For where I sit in the famous five, I have never seen a team... Now, I'm not going to Big Celtic up, right? Because on the ball, I don't think they're that great. Like you said, after the 6-1 game at Parkhead, the goals that they scored weren't a case that you could hold your hands up and go, actually, Ken, that was pretty good. It was simple pass and move, attack the space. That's all it was. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the goals last night, that was the same again. And I know there was a few defensive uh, lapses in amongst that as well. But off the ball, they move and set themselves up in a way that I've not seen a team do at Easter Road. And I think that's what makes it so hard to either press against or set off against because... They almost they play they, they, like the like the full backs tuck in so narrow to the point where they're almost playing right in front of the centre halves. And then the two wingers, so last night it was a bad and made up, were literally on the touchline. The amount of times that the ball was on the right hand side in the first half, so their right hand side, our left hand side. And Cadden was almost looking to defend the penalty spot. And Maida was still running for it wide. Like I, th- I just, th- I just think it must be so hard to defend against that, especially when we've not got enough quality ourselves on or off the ball to one, you know, if you want to talk about triggering a press and pressing effectively, and then we've not got players that are comfortable enough on the ball when we do trigger that press. So it's I think also as well I just think that we it's one of the nights where everything they done clicked almost everything like even breaks of the ball I mean I think there was a point when McGregor got tackled and he had three rounds and he still managed to wriggle away with the ball like sometimes your luck needs to go away and if maybe if you know Cadden is able to hold his run a wee bit earlier we get that we get that goal that was that was ruled out for offside but. But other than that, I hate this saying that it's a free hit. And I mean, we've seen worse Hibs teams in the past give the, give a better account of themselves against Celtic and obviously recently Rangers as well. But I don't know, just for me, I think last night showed the the levels ahead that they actually are. Especially, well, compared to us anyway, I can't speak for how they play against everybody. But if that's the benchmark, fuck me, we are, we're a million miles away from it.
1: Well, at least we never conceded six again. Correct. Let's look at the positives.
0: But we didn't score.
1: Well, we did, but it just didn't count. Uh,
0: and we hit the post, so that's basically scoring. So, <laughs> finished 4 2. One, one thing I think we should talk about is so the, the team selection last night. I mean, it's no surprise that he went with the same lineup that beat Livingston. And I hate this conversation that comes about is that we can only win against 10 men like ultimately I mean we've not really proved it we've not really proved it wrong to be I, honest that's, <clears throat> but we can't help if the opposition goes down to 10 men yeah and the fact that a lot of these games that we've played the opposition have went down to 10 men early yeah like Aberdeen was a first half red card Kilmarnock was in the first 10 minutes Um St Johnston was a bit different because I think Murray Davidson was about the 65-70 minute mark but there's and even the Rangers game, obviously the Rangers game we were 2 in but like I don't think that's I don't really think it's fair like because we can't control you know if Jason Holt we, we can't control Jason Holt making that challenge and to say that I know we have Statistically Only beat 10 men
1: No we've beaten 11 men A couple of times
0: Uh For the most part We've beaten them But we, Like I said The red cards That we've seen Especially Kilmarnock When it was like The ninth minute or something Like What are you made to do I suppose yeah? I know Even with Aberdeen Aberdeen right on the stroke Of half time Like it's We're meant all-
1: to send One of our players off as well Oh uh, no bother. We'll just come out second half with 10 men And all Aye so I
0: think it's it is it is a bit harsh to try and label them as a team that can only, like you, the same folk that are saying oh we can only beat ten men would be the same folk greeting that if we did play against those teams for those spells with ten men and we didn't win oh we can't beat ten men yeah so like in terms of the team selection I wasn't surprised were you surprised to see the same line-up?
1: no I think it's been a a staple of Lee Johnson um to go with a, a winning side. We've seen it when we seems like so long ago now when we went four on the bounce winning. I don't think he made many, if any, changes throughout those four games. Um I thought maybe um McCurdy's performance on Saturday could have warranted them uh get a start, but definitely not ahead of Ellie Yuan. um and I think maybe if Kukarevich was a hundred percent, he would have went in as well. But unfortunately he pulled up in the warm up, which is, you know, the last thing that we really need to be hearing at the moment, which is a bit shite, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: I do <clears throat> the I think that the issues with the team sort of came to the fore. Like it it seems right now that there, I mean obviously this this weird thing we put putting porches in centre midfield. Um, I don't really understand that to be honest with you I don't like it I mean he's I mean you can argue he's the best centre half at the club so why would you put your best player in a specific position in the midfield is it maybe him sending a message because he said after the game last night that you know he made that point again this is two three managers worth of players they're not playing the way I want I can't get you know they are no players that I want to play the style of football that I want to play so, but then, but then the questions need to be pointed.
1: Then why was there, fifteen, sixteen players brought in in the summer if that's not the ones that he wants? Yeah. Given the fact that he was here before most of them had signed.
0: Well, you say that, and it's now come out that McCurdy was also he done that podcast last week with a lower league England, pod, uh, English football podcast, and we made contact with him under Maloney. So that's Magiday Marshall and. McCurdy. And Kenny as well, I think. I think Kenny, well, uh, the announcement that he was signing was not long after Johnston got the job.
1: I think it was before he got the job, was it not?
0: No, it wasn't. wasn't it wasn't. Tavares would have been tracking him for months, apparently. Like, so who's... This is the thing. I mean, but, do you know what? We'll get off about the game because there's no point talking about it. We were, sh- we were well beaten in the end. Um, but this... And I know Sean, I'm, I'm actually quite glad Sean's not here because he has this fascination with defending the recruitment team for some reason, specifically Ian Gordon.
1: <laughs> um, get your hits in while Sean's uh, not here then.
0: Exactly. And I just don't get it. Like, I really don't get it. Like, I've been quite vocal in my criticism on here and online about the way that the club has been run at the moment now we've got big fancy screens we've got great looking astro turf in the pitch we've got by all accounts incredible hospitality options which is great for those that can buy or want to buy
1: i'm going on a 28. It
0: doesn't really interest me um but that means jack shit if you've not got a team on the park and Ron Gordon's intentions are are now, in my mind, clear because he done a podcast with, with Graham Spears a few weeks ago and he outlined his intention, his intention long-term, is to sell the club for a profit. Now, I don't... Envis- I, he's a businessman, though. No. Yeah, no, I understand that, but... <laughs> he believes he can make two three four times what he paid for it how
1: much did he pay for us
0: i think he'd, you're talking probably talking a reason about five six million
1: but i mean see if you're looking on assets he's bought the training ground out right he's cleared all our debt so
0: and he's <laughs> already made vast improvements the- to the stadium we already own the training ground though
1: oh did we, i thought he was no. in the stadium or
0: something? and they're all secured against his company so I mean, he might, he might it, well make.
1: He might he might well make a profit. I think if he would to sell the club tomorrow, he'd probably make a profit.
0: I don't think he would. I don't think he would, and that's solely because of what's happening on the park. Like you think know, when, when he when he came in, we were still relatively fresh off that cup cup winning bounce. He came in in the summer of what, 2019. So two seasons back after being in the Premier League, obviously we had that Shannery, a season under Lennon and Hecke, but things were <clears throat> potentially looking up, and I we finished third in the season. His first full season, but we've never we've never capitalised on it.
1: We yeah, had- I think I think finishing third in that season was. Because everyone else is absolutely murder.
0: It's the same as every year, though. Like, look at Hearts last year. Hearts were the best of a shit bunch again. Aberdeen for a period were looking like the best of a shit bunch, but they fell away. To the and it's ridiculous because we have lost eight games out of ten. So we have accrued six points or four points out of a possible thirty. Yeah, we're still only five points away for third. Granted, Hearts have got a game in hand, but it, if we can somehow get a result on Monday, that would make it five. If they won their game in hand anyway, so we would be no worse off. Yeah, but it's for me the the whole the whole like is is playing portraits in centre midfield trying to send a message as if to say, look, this is what I've I'm, not got the midfielders I want. Doyle Hayes has been injured for months, apparently. yet there's. News broke yesterday that he's away to Forest Green. You've got Cadden, who's not a right back, playing at right back. Kyle McGuinness last night played, he's been out for nigh 12 months and he's playing right wing, right midfield against arguably one of the quickest players I've seen. Meda, he was fucking like he had Cadden. Cadden could have gave him a five yard head start and still got beaten.
1: Yeah, Meda kind of. I think he'll be having nightmares about Meda for a wee while.
0: He absolutely tore him to shreds.
1: I don't think. I think Caden didn't have a great game last night. But I mean, what can, what can you actually do against someone who's got pace and the dribbling ability like that? You know what I mean?
0: But is this is this fascination with playing? It seems as if he wants to play Porteous, Hanlon and Rocket on the same team, but he doesn't even want to play three at the back.
1: I don't understand where Lewis Miller's gone as well.
0: If he can see the gather struggling, is he still injured? Yeah, so again, like where these players that were signing, like where's where's Tavares? He's disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, like we had so McGuinness was out injured for a long period of time, Rocky's been injured, Hanlon's been injured, Miller's now out injured. injured, Nisbet injured, Boyle injured, like. I know some of these like some of them are like like actual impact injuries. So for um, Nisbet for example, like we all seen that happen. But the other ones there's never been a bad injury, yet we seem to be falling to bits. Or is it is this is this just show you where the recruitment side is falling to p- Fall to pieces because not only are we signing players that are not clearly nowhere near good enough, at this moment in time anyway, but we're signing players that seem to break down like Lewis Miller's been out for months mm. like even, McCur- I mean, even McCurkey a few Lewis- weeks ago, it seemed to be a hamstring injury, like how are, how are we getting so many non-impact injuries?
1: Yeah to be honest, see you're talking about the recruitment team there. When when's the last time we actually signed someone
0: who was decent?
1: Like oh, apart from Martin Boyle. Because I mean we all know.
0: I don't even count him. Like because he was away. It was like a six month loan. He was away on. <clears throat> You'll probably go back, well, Marshall's. Marshall's been good.
1: Marshall is a good signing.
0: But, but, I mean, you could
1: you could have uh, told us that we were signing David Marshall, and we would go, oh, that's a good signing. Because we know David Marshall, we know he's a good goalie.
0: No Kenny, I think, it's been a good signing. Aye, but still, there's no someone that's pulling up trees. Exactly, I think he's you'd a probably, good signing, but... you probably go
1: Kukarevich, back... Kukarevic, maybe?
0: Probably Nisbet, when we signed him. Yeah. Like, someone who actually we signed, broke at the first team and made a sustained impact over a period of time. Like, everyone else, I mean, it's still, we signed, we've signed 22 players in the last calendar year. And we've still got seven players signed. Mm-hmm. You've even got, so players like Porteous, Hanlon, Stevenson, Josh Campbell, Joe Newell, so five of last night's, and that's just off the top of my head, five of last night's eleven were here before Jack Ross even had the job. <laughs> Campbell, you could maybe argue because he was in the in the youth team, but well,
1: Campbell played okay last night as well
0: but Hecky he, Hecky he was one talking him up when he first took the job, so there's there's at least five players that actually predate Jack Ross getting the job. so never mind Maloney getting the job or Johnson. Which, I, I, I don't know, I just I don't understand how it's, how it's got to this stage, and I think there's a real apathy setting in with the support in general. Even when the team went off last night at half-time, nobody was really asked to boo them. There was boos at full-time,
1: though.
0: I but there, there must have been, there would have probably there was 900 folk left. Again,
1: it was, I, I only stayed till full-time because I knew if I'd left any earlier, the traffic would have been murder.
0: but i I just i don't understand where we're going and we've possibly got the worst fixture that we could possibly have hoped for at this run of form um but before that this is probably the most eagerly anticipated part of today's podcast because i am finally going to give my Easter Road steak pie review for what is now almost it's almost legendary, I've been waiting for it that long so aye, let's get into my Easter Road steak pie review which pie is the best in the
1: pie review which pie is the best in the pie review so Talk me through it. Talk me through it, Sam.
0: As uh, probably goes against the morals and the the ethics of the pie review. That you I, were
1: waiting until you had a good one that I was. You reviewed it.
0: But that's a lie because I had a really really good one at the under 19s game. Doesn't it count though. No. But I also had a really really shit one. Can't remember what game it was. Might have been the Comanic game. <clears throat> And I felt it was fair to give them obviously the new catering system and that, give them time to to get things working. And I have to say last night's pie was a delight. I'm really, glad you
1: enjoyed yours, because mine was fucking terrible.
0: And it pains me to say that because I really want to bash hibs right now, but I can't bash the <laughs> pie I got last night. Um the temperature was 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 like like we've discussed before, we don't like piping hot scran. when I took my first bite, I thought I thought my face was coming off, but it was it was weird as soon as I took that first the whole the whole pie just settled, which was weird because it wasn't overly cold last night either like Why it's not ed- steam it. Aye. <clears throat> so the temperature I'll enjoy the temperature the filling what's the score for the temperature though? <clears throat> the score, I believe, I gave a four. Four for the temperature. Yeah,
1: perhaps.
0: Um, like I said, if it had a maintained that um steam and tar-like heat, the the score would have dropped. But I feel like a four is generous.
1: Um, it started poorly, but you know, ended spectacularly. Yeah, it
0: started, if it it was it was because of the way it responded to that poor start. An early setback. It was like it was like when Rangers scored at Ibrox and then we went right up and scored straight away. That's what it was like. Um, the crust was good. It didn't fall to pieces for a start. It wasn't dry. It held together. It, most importantly, it did not stick to the tinfoil.
1: That's a big one it used to roll. that always stick to the tinfoil.
0: This one came out. It was like um, Ace Ventura just fit like a glove, and it just <laughs> came out perfectly. So I believe again I you know
1: that that's the sign of a freshly cooked pie.
0: Yeah, that's and that's why I think I had the piping hot start followed by an immediate cool down. So I gave the I gave the crust a three um, because it's still it wasn't do you know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't blow your mind away. The filling though, oh. <clears throat> the meat was well cooked nice and soft not too chewy i didn't find any gristly bits whatsoever within my meat there was a good consistency with the sauce it was thick enough but not too thick that you felt like you were eating a soup and it had this incredible peppery aroma which was strange because i didn't realize a we started doing steak and peppercorn pies and two i didn't add any of my own pepper to (laughs) the fill-in which surprised me and delighted me at the same time so I've given that a 4 and then the price point as I said before the price point is shocking 385 for a pie is is not on, I'll only get one because I have to get Alfie one so I've given the price a 2 given an overall Craig Premiership. Hibs pie review Ramble review score Of 13 out of 20
1: I think it's respectable I don't think my one was As high as that I think I gave
0: uh, However we should add the caveat That um, This is probably my Fifth or sixth pie In the season So it's probably Not an accurate like I say, that's not a. Have you? It's like it's basically an average, though. No, because that's by far the best. Oh really? Yeah.
1: Oh well, but, I mean, who cares then?
0: That's by this far. is the
1: one that you've reviewed. Ken, what I had last night, I had a really bad state pie. It was. It wasn't great. I'm not going to go into detail, but you know, I can't advocate for these pies enough. The Mr. Basri chicken ambala pie from Easter Road is. Wonderful.
0: It's Tremendous. A, you get one of them under steak and gravy?
1: Ah, I did, because I never had my dinner last night. So I had two pies and then proceeded to call angioposicoglu fat.
0: <laughs> Doesn't really make an
1: awful lot of sense. No. Two pies and a really, really salty bovrum.
0: I got a Coke because I felt it was too hot for a bovrum. Eh, it wasn't was, cold enough for a bovrum.
1: I was pretty cold, like.
0: Uh, you, got a, you got the wind blowing on you, though, in your wee peasant seats in the West Lower.
1: Yeah, in the gold
0: seats. Yeah. You're not in the gold seats, are you?
1: Yeah.
0: Is that actually gold? Yeah, baby. Who knows how. Anyway, um, I believe you've got Marks, Ibrox. Yeah, I, I, think I, I think I put that one in last
1: week. He gave it a 15. The Ibrox oh. pies were actually really good, mate. Is is this your first review of the season? Have you done another one?
0: Uh yeah, St Johnston.
1: St Johnston, aye. You need to start filling up because like I've I've only got a couple of stadiums left to go. I, j- I love my pies, mate. Come to content, me. You and Sean fair, have
0: done a couple each. Mark, um, I was speaking to Alfie last night, and Alfie's desperate to start going to more away games. So the only reason I've not been more is because he doesn't really get into it. That doesn't much.
1: really pay for his own ticket.
0: really <laughs> I but he's um. I've seen a right changing him with his attitude towards towards football recently. So, no, you'll see, you'll probably be seeing us on the road a lot more for the second half of the season. I hope so. Which pie is the best in the pie review?
1: Which pie is the best in the pie review?
0: Talking a second half of the season, we end 2022 on a whimper. Um... We would just like to take this chance, though, to thank everybody that's listened and interacted with us. It was quite daunting when we first started up as a brand new podcast, even though we've done it before. And we do really, really appreciate the support, and we've got bigger and better things planned for 2023. And hopefully, one of those things for 2023 will be our first pod of 2023, which will be reviewing this Monday's game against... Uh, the provincial outfit Heart of Lothian. Are you shitting your bricks just as much as I'm shitting my bricks? I don't even want to go. Uh-uh. I, really, I don't want to fucking go. See, the last two times that we've won, I've sat at
1: home and watched it on the telly.
0: You also sat at home and watched the Livingston game on the telly.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. The last time, the last two times we've won, oh, was
0: Livingston. We won it. I and I then
1: think. St Mirren and both, both times I've sat at home and watched it on the telly so I didn't want to go last night because I was like we kind of need a win so I might stay at home but I might definitely stay at home <laughs> on Monday <laughs> but I've got a ticket so I can't not go yeah, I'm, I'm so- looking forward to it only for the occasion not for the game not for
0: the result uh, it's, <clears throat> it is one of these games though where it's like I was saying before we came on, the last time, the last derby before COVID, we felt like we were going to, like this was it, like the, this was the time we were going to give them a scalp and send them on their way. I'm sure they finished on like eleven points that season, and six came for Hibs. Yeah, I think so. Um, so what we need to be looking for, what sorry, what what you find it in these games is that when there's one set of support who feel like they're going to hand out a doing the opposite ends up happening
1: well you can i uh, you can take that and i'll raise you last season at Tynecastle, on the day that Milo was born and we were absolutely murder and hearts were flying and they thought they were going to give us a doing and they gave us a doing
0: Aye, but i <laughs> but those ones are few and far between <laughs> no, if you're a Hearts fan, usually, I, but usually when we are absolutely shite is when we get a result there. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm not looking forward to it, mate. I really, I, I'm really not. <clears throat> I'm sure I've told you this before, but I've met, and since I started going to games, like properly full time started going to games in, in 1998, I think I have missed. Two games at Time Castle. And did we win them? No. One was the Mark when Mark DeVries fucking just kept scoring. Um and then the other one was the first one in the championship. Oh when, yeah. Got beat two one and Liam Craig missed a penalty.
1: Yeah, fucking idiot.
0: So I, I have been to that ground more often than I care to remember. And have seen more defeats than I care to remember, but I've also seen us go there when our backs against the wall and we've got an absolutely stinking outfit and get a win.
1: I've only seen us win there once, the Ross Caldwell game, and then obviously the two two and the 0-0s. So I've seen us I've seen us win them as well.
0: Uh the to be fair, the um <clears throat> the one that sticks it for me is the Riordan penalty game. I was watching on the telly. That was a game where we hadn't even I think we'd sold two sections. It was a
1: makeshift team, eh, as well.
0: Yeah. Lewis Stevenson and Ross Chisholm played centre mid. Um Steven Tico, I think, played centre half. The it was a pure makeshift lineup we put out. And we managed to get a win. we've been we've been to Time Castle with worse Hibbs teams than this in the past than one. My only issue with this Hibs team is have they got that bite? Have they got the balls? Aye.
1: Do they have the minerals? Have they got the character?
0: Yep. The answer, Craig...
1: Is no. Is absolutely not. I well, think... There's players in there who obviously want... I think McCurdy would do well in a derby.
0: No, I think he's the absolute worst player we could have.
1: I? Yeah. I See, I don't know if I'm just blinded because I, I love him, eh?
0: I you love mean his every time he walks past you to warm up, you do the arrow to him? And he's pies you every single time that you've done it.
1: I tell you what, mate. See, he could have got slipped in last night, right? And I would have been fuming if he'd scored because there would have been no way he would have done the arrow celebration.
0: I think he's uh, he's absolutely one of the worst players that we could possibly play on Monday. I don't know. All it takes, I'd play him. I'd All play it him. takes is for Hearts to go 1-0 up. For him to uh, try and cross it in and it misses... He has fifteen thousand people going uh, um and his his head goes. I mean, his head go. He's came on as a sub and ended up getting booked because his heads went. Like he was about heads gone on on Saturday against Livingston at 4 <laughs> 0.
1: I think he he's obviously frustrated with the amount of amount of game time he's getting. I mean, I said this in the chat. He's only we can't judge him based on 20-minute periods. He needs to have a half-decent run in the team.
0: Give him a, give him a chance, man. But surely by now you'd think he's has he shown enough in training to warrant getting a game. Well, with- I don't know, because I wouldn't I wouldn't would have
1: taken Yuan out for last night. And I, I think only... I, I just find it odd that we've spent all that money on him and he's been resigned to cameos from the bench.
0: This goes back to, though, is this now more of... A- i dig at the recruitment team as well.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Because, it's... realistically, he's not going to play up front over Nisbet. No. Um,
1: Even over Kukarevich he wouldn't get in up front.
0: No, nah, Yuan, if he keeps performing the way he did on Saturday... I thought that?
1: Yuan played well first half as well, last night.
0: It's got to yeah. be said. I, I think that's a... the Yuan
1: that we saw in the first few games.
0: But even like last night, like McGinnis has seen a better option right midfield than, than him or right wing, however you want, however you want to put it. Um, but I Monday is it's one of those what like I know that oh, the are, form goes out the window, etc., etc. I mean they've obviously got their um. I think a boost for us is Craig Gordon. Um. Partnering up with Vici PCs to, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, the, the fact that as a Scotland fan, it's quite shite to see, but as a Hibs fan, I'm glad he's not going to be playing.
1: I'm glad he's not going to be playing. I think laughing at, I'm breaking his leg is maybe a bit far, but I'm I'm glad that we don't have don't don't because you <laughs> you'll get us cancelled. <laughs> hey. I think no. I think no one wants to see a player go through a leg break, especially at his age. Forty year old. I mean is he going to struggle to come back from it? You tell me. I don't know. But I think I'm I'm I would rather he was like suspended for the rest of the season. I think, there's there's, okay, wait, I think
0: there's there's other players that I'd like to see suffer that injury before him. Like despite how how much he's been the scourge of Hibs over the years. Like, even go back to when I was, like, I was saying this to somebody the other day, like, he was stopping goals going in when I was, like, fucking 12-year-old. Yeah. I'm 31. Like, it was fucking ridiculous. And, I it was not... I mean, to be fair, he... The injury was self-inflicted. Like... Stephen was, Fletcher... It, you can but return to Easter Road. He did try to the way that he jumped into Fletcher. It could have been Fletcher suffering that injury.
1: I didn't see when I saw it in real time. I don't understand how it happened.
0: Yeah, I don't understand how his legs ended up the way it has, and Fletcher's not got an injury because it's like it he's, just looks like the, it's like his shins went into Fletcher's knee, and his shins just completely shattered on impact. It's
1: horrible. It really is horrible. I mean, we can sit here and say, "Oh, it's funny, it's funny," but you know, on it. On a human side, it's no, not funny to have someone get their leg broken, regardless of who you play for. No. And the only reason I'm glad about it is that we didn't need to play against them. No, that'll make an ounce of fucking difference because we're going to get pumped anyway but on Monday and then at the end of January.
0: The thing is with that, though, Xander Clark, who obviously has had a, a semi alright career. He's well, good against us and all, though. He's won a double, aye, but he's he's used to playing in front of fucking like, three thousand folk at Mcdermott Park. Like, how is he going to react to? Because this will be his first game at Time Castle as well. Hopefully, he'll so, flat. I know it's like different against Celtic and Rangers and whatnot, but St Johnston playing Celtic or Rangers doesn't mean what it means to be playing for Hearts against Hibs. Like, how is he going to cope with? the atmosphere, how is he gonna cope you know in the in the second half with a with the full the full roseburn stand behind him if it's still full by that point.
1: um <laughs> okay. I think that's a uh, that's wishful
0: thinking. But do you know what I mean there's there's so many there's so many variables that that come into things like this and you just like to say form goes out the window. Like it really does because you never know Hibbs Hibs could be keeping a performance in their back pocket like like last night I feel like for Celtic when it just all clicked like could this be a time where for, for some reason when we go there everything just happens the way it's supposed to happen do you know what I mean? Marshall, like
1: against Lovington.
0: Uh Marshall pulls off 2-3 great saves do you know what I mean? The only, the only worry I've got is I suppose defensively um well, let's talk.
1: Let's talk team then. Let's talk team. Who Who's your eleven? That you would put out. What shape would
0: you go with? What's Porteous? is out. So
1: is he? De- is he suspended?
0: Yeah, Porteous is suspended. Um, <clears throat> I'd be
1: tempted. If, see if he'd have got sent off against Livingston, Would he still be? Would he still be
0: suspended for Monday? I think so because if it was a straight red, no. But if he was yellow and second yellow, why? Because it's the amount of yellows that take him over the threshold.
1: No, uh, I wonder if that's what he was trying to do when he was screwing up to Jason Holt then. Try
0: to get himself sent off. No, because he's booking against Rangers.
1: No, but I'm saying when he
0: Oh no, he still when, would have been suspended.
1: Really? because he's even if he got sent off on Sunday yeah, eh, right, on
0: against I'm uh, I'm losing the plot on Sunday. When do no, we play on a Sunday? It's the it's the weird like the if you get booked for an accumulation of yellows, sorry, if you get suspended for an accumulation of yellows over the season, the ban kicks in 14 days after the last yellow card was received. Which really seems to me, like, just fucking... ban them for the next game. Aye. Um, I'd be tempted to go with a three and have... Fish. Uh, Rocky, Will Fish, and Hanlon only because we've not got anything else. And as poor as Hanlon was last night.
1: He plays better in a three than in a two. That's
0: and, a fact. And I think having Rocky and Fish as a two. And that level of, like what I've just said about Xander Clark, and that level of atmosphere, we'd be on a fucking hideout of nothing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and then you probably go Stevenson and Caden as wing-backs. So it gives Caden a little bit more freedom as well, and he's not stuck defensively. And I think it gives us an option to have a man spare if we need to double up on, like, McKay or whoever plays on the other side for the I think it's maybe Janelli.
1: Yeah, I've been thinking about this as well, about Stevenson or Chabria, and I really like Chabria, but I think for the reasons that you obviously just mentioned, Stevenson knows Tyne Castle, He knows what he's going to
0: get. He usually plays all right at Tynecastle, like, uh, give him a due he usually does quite well. And I don't I'd think Hearts, use have them, got, yeah. hearts have haven't got any overly pacey players. Like like compare it to last night, like a bad made a forest when he came on, like they're fucking lightning quick. Like Hearts have got deceptively quick players like Mackay. Mackay's quick over five, ten yards, but not the fifteen, twenty, twenty five yard sprint. Um I'd then probably go with the with a two with Personally, I would. I don't want to see Joe Newell in the team. I would go with a two or a flat three of Kenny Campbell and McGuinness. That's exactly who
1: I would be going for.
0: And then I'd have um, Nisbet and Ewan up front.
1: Yeah, I think it's very, very difficult to disagree with that. I think unless...
0: most that for me is almost pushing with the cock you've got territory, and that uh, Newell will probably play. I think so. I'd what?
1: like to see Campbell and Kennett in there. And if that means getting Newell out and keeping McGuinness in, I'm all for that. I thought Newell was chronic last night, to be honest.
0: Yep, and we've seen what happened at the game at, at Hamden where he wasn't... Obviously, when we, went, we got the goal back in it and we were in the ascendancy, and he just gives away stupid free kick after stupid free kick and ends up getting himself sent off. Um, when you're talking about minerals and character and all of that, I don't think he's got it to play there. I really don't. He's maybe shown it in the past, but <clears throat> no. Not I fun. think
1: Kenna is certainly something that we need in the team.
0: Yeah. Because for we, Monday. we don't need players that are tidy on the ball in that game. We need He'll be playing that Porches role. We need the centre of back. the midfield. We need folk that are battlers, that can win the ball back, that can read read the Read passes and intercept them, I and mean, Kenna can do that. Like Kenneth shown that he's actually really, really good at doing that. And then just get him to give the ball to someone else. Like he doesn't have to try and carry the ball fifteen, twenty yards. Um, but well, here, here's hoping. Like, like I say, we've been to Castle We're worse than the past and one.
1: I'd like to. I would like to see McCurdy starting, but I think that team that we've just mentioned there is the best chance from the start anyway of us picking up anything a point three points a goal
0: at the very least i
1: think (laughs) i
0: I think it's as strong as i can be like unless excuse me unless miko's fit um if he's pulled up in the warm-up last night then i severely doubt it Um, unless
1: it was just precaution because you know he was injured before
0: but there's no one, there's no one else. Like even when you look at players like Melkerson, um, Henderson, oh god no, um, Mitchell. Unless, unless you're looking at potentially bringing in players like Oscar McIntyre, Murray Aiken, Robbie Hamilton, etc. uh Ethan, Josh O'Connor, Canayo Megua, players like that. Unless you're you're looking at bringing them in. Um, Because I noticed that Johnson spoke a lot, and he he mentioned that, in his his interview last night as well. He said that we've got promising young players, and there's we need to start bridging the gap.
1: Yeah, no, I heard that on the radio. eh?
0: Um, but uh, here's here's open. We'll not do predictions because that's uh, that's Sean's part. We'll get the well out on. I don't really
1: I don't really know what the score is going to be, but I will be happy if we either take the lead or equalise. Yeah, simple.
0: Yeah, as long as long as, we, as long as we get a limbs. Yeah. I've, I've, we've not had a limbs at tiny in a while. I quite like a limbs. Yeah, I'd like a limbs. But uh, if you're going, I would say let us know your favorite time castle memory. But if we just get jumped on by hearts fans and we'd get end up, we'd end up getting fucking. Lamb. Oh, I don't know what one to pick. <laughs> like, so I uh, if you're going to the game. Because
1: there's certainly know that many for us anyway.
0: If you're going to the game on Monday, enjoy it. Um, if you're not going to the game on Monday, well done. Great life choice you've made there.
1: Enjoy, enjoy the start of the year, stress-free. Yep. Don't even bother watching it.
0: And to be fair, it has a potential to be a bit spicy, given that um, it's a three o'clock kickoff as well.
1: It always has the potential to be a bit spicy.
0: Yeah, but typically these games are a twelve half twelve kickoff, but it's not mm. it's three o'clock the day after New Year. Yeah. yeah. And the boozers will all be open for nine-ish. So I won't be drinking. I've decided not to. Yeah, I'm
1: not drinking either.
0: In alcoholic beverages. Um, So I, if you're going on Monday, enjoy it as best you can. Um, can tell you what, if we do somehow get a win, the first pod of 2023 will be fucking incredible. And I will be drinking. It will be we incredible. Yep.
1: Now it's time to answer the Hibs Ramble listener questions.
0: Right, let's move on to questions. I know we put the tweet out quite late, so we've not got that many. Um got well, a fair few. Our old, our old pal John coming in with what's for dinner and what was your favourite Christmas present?
1: Um, I don't actually know what's for dinner. We've, we need to go to the shopping today. But I can tell you what I had for lunch. I had a baked camembert with um chili flakes and chili oil and stuff and i just dipped wee bits of
0: bread in it and i think it's given me the shits lovely um what was your favorite christmas present
1: um megan got me a beanie hat that i wore to the football yesterday and it was kept my head very very cozy and warm so that
0: you love that you love that do you know what you love is i think you appreciate as well when you get older the wee, socks The wee No Shite's the wrong word But You don't get Statement presence anymore The useful yeah. presence Yeah So I got a pair Of Greg's Crocs oh, I got a pair Of normal Crocs The Greg's Crocs Are See Right Mines are like that But mines have got Like socks Inside Oh so I like that It's pure fluff I actually don't know Where they are I think they're On the shoe rack so yeah, I got that, and I think for dinner we're having. Um, I've actually we've actually got a carrot and parsnip soup oh. that, is, that is currently has been, has been in the slow cooker since half ten this morning. That is horny. Emma's. I decided. think the word is horny. Actually, no, do you know what? Uh, Emma's mum got us a, an air fryer for our Christmas.
1: Oh, I love my air fryer, man.
0: So we're now Emma's subscribed to about three million TikTok and Instagram reels. <laughs> um on best top five best air fryer and top five best slow cooker recipes and this one that she's seen is a a carrot and parsnip soup so can
1: it go wrong with carrot and parsnip i'm
0: afraid we've got it. a lovely we've got a lovely baguette as well that i'll get warmed up a bit of, bit of butter on it um
1: that does sound sensational i don't think i can top that whatever i have for my dinner
0: yes T- and the good thing is, as well, it'll last for a good few days. Can freeze it, so we can have it for lunch. Can put it in a flask if I go anywhere, which I don't. <laughs> um, Jeff has said uh, where to start. Despite his two goals on Saturday, McGuinness is wasted on the right wing. Him um, advanced centre mid. Three goals came down the right, our right side. Time for a change. Megua, question mark. What was Paul Hanlon doing for the fourth? Rocky was very good last night. Um, oh, Megwa I don't think you can put Megwa into a game against Hearts Like,
1: no I don't think so I don't think that's very fair on him on the um,
0: fl- these boys have actually got experience of beating Hearts regularly at youth level so like we just mentioned before there could be a space for maybe one or two of them yeah no I'd I'd
1: like to see some of them you know getting into the onto the bench for Monday maybe getting on you know if if need be every other team
0: seems
1: to do it see going back to the McGuinness comment there I think he is wasted on the right but I don't think you can really blame him too much for the goals going in last night I think he's best position is certainly through the middle in that you know advanced playmaker 10 sort of role
0: yeah, running off the running off the front then
1: I think it then goes back to why is McGuinness being played on the wing if we have actual wingers in the
0: squad yeah no I agree I think it's more at, more at Cadden in the the goals that came down his side I think it's yeah. hard to blame him for the second one because he slips mm-hmm. like so he's you know what I mean and he made us like he missed an open goal for three yards out and then somehow rattles one in for 25 yards like doesn't he score tap-ins no I was a singer
1: to be fair yeah.
0: Mark has asked what is Cadden good at? He
1: scored an offside goals he scored a good goal against Livingston
0: yeah
1: I think he's good as a wing back. I think as a back he struggles a bit because I'm not too sure that he's that great defensively but put him in the wing back role when he's got a little bit of cover from a right sided centre half and I yeah. think he, he fits in a lot a lot better
0: yeah, no, I agree. I agree. He's definitely not a fullback, anyway. No.
1: It's yeah. weird to say that, though. He's not a fullback, but he's a wing-back. Because it seems like such a specific position these days, eh? But it feels like you, your wing-backs should also be good fullbacks. Mm-hmm. If he's got the cover behind them, then I think he's he does play a lot better.
0: Right, the next ones came from Jeff and Billy, but They've sort of started having a conversation amongst themselves, and I'm not reading out every single word of that. Just basically saying that uh, players are playing out of position, stopgap and, and is not good. Handler needs rested, games are passing, you by. buy. Handling needs to play the McGregor role, warm the bench, and use as a last resort. Do you know what? <laughs> I'd actually be tempted to play McGregor on Monday just for the fact that he would fucking body someone. Um, Jack is asking how long does Lee Johnson have to turn this around well me and Sean spoke about that eh? and
1: I I think see if we'd lost on Christmas Eve and then lost on Monday I think that would be it I wouldn't want that to be it for Lee Johnson I think it's very difficult to then as an owner be like this is unacceptable how can we let you continue sort of thing and I think that Ron Gordon has already shown that he's a bit trigger happy when it comes to sacking managers he's got previous so I I hope it doesn't happen like that but you never know I think if things don't go well in January we could see him away by the start of February
0: I think if we depending on how Monday goes I think he could get his daughters by by Monday night. Again, I don't want that because, and I'm not going to go on about it, but I don't want these idiots that have given Lee Johnson the job in the first place, and sacked Maloney, and given Maloney the job, and sacked Jack Ross, and given Jack Ross the job, to be given a chance to hire another manager. I don't want it. Yeah. And this is going to sound stupid, regardless of how far it goes with Johnson. If if we were to end up going down, I actually wouldn't care because that would just show how inept. That Ron Gordon actually is and how deluded he is that he believes he's going to make a profit out of it. That's a conversation for another podcast. Um, not this podcast
1: anyway.
0: Anyway, no. Uh, Gigi <laughs> has said Ron the con. Vote with your feet.
1: I saw that one. I've got no got a clue yeah. what, he, what he's talking like, about.
0: He, like I was talking about though, like he's done all this stuff off the park, so it's not really a con. But he's doesn't understand. He, he
1: has pumped a lot of money into the transfers into. The doing up of Easter Road I think in some respects the money that he spent has been a little bit in vain given the personnel that he's brought in and stuff. That is that down to him being an or is it down to him being lack of experience?
0: It's down to him of... showing too much loyalty in his son. I mean Who's the head of recruitment but not the head of recruitment?
1: this is a conversation that we could have for weeks and weeks on end.
0: John's added again, thoughts on this too. This was posted soon as the starting 11 was announced. So I've seen this, Dimitri Mitchell. Yeah. Like the sleeping emoji on his story.
1: And then the next one was like, like who's gonna, in your corner or something.
0: Yeah. And then 20 minutes later, he's on the bench.
1: I think, see for me, Dimitri Mitchell, I really wanted it to be, I really wanted them to work out he hasn't worked out, he's always injured when he has been on the pitch he's not done an awful lot I mean his first couple of games he was alright, scored a couple of goals, but then since then he's not really done anything, I don't think there's, unless unless there's something going on behind the scenes that we don't know, maybe Lee Johnson's went, you're in my plans and he's never using them
0: He's, I think he's another one with this patchy injury record as well that we've signed
1: Yeah it, I hate saying I wasted wages and I wasted a jersey, but you know, when someone's injured that much and I would imagine that he's not on a, a low wage, I would imagine that he's on a half decent yeah. amount of money. I think it's probably better for us to cut our ties with him if he's not going to be involved because look, we brought in Chabria as well, and he's been starting ahead of him now. Lewis Stevenson's starting ahead of him. Yeah. So um, And he's not been injured for the last few weeks either.
0: No, I know. But then we've seen him against St. Johnston and he was absolutely toiling after twenty five minutes. So yeah, um, Islas asked how bad will the games the Hearts actually be? So we're not gonna <laughs> depends on who you support. Yeah, we're not gonna <laughs> trouble ourselves too much with the cup game because that's still far enough away for us not to have to think about it. <laughs> um I believe I think just as we wrap up, we've we've got one more. No, we don't. That's us. Ah. Oh. Right. Wow. So that wraps up 2022 for the Hibs Ramble. Um, It's been a pleasure. Between myself, Liam, Sean, Mark and Michael who was with us before Um, it's been a great six months since we got up and running we've really appreciated all the engagement that we get and um, here's hoping we can just get bigger and better thanks to everyone who's taken part, whether it be contributors in terms of, you know, we have to thank Hibs for, for allowing us to have Uh, Ethan and Josh on the podcast a few weeks ago. We really enjoyed that. We've got a couple of things planned for the new year. We're hoping to get one or two former players on to talk about their experiences at the club. And aye, we'll just see where it goes. But thanks to everybody for your support. And on behalf of myself and Liam and the Hibs Ramble, we'd like to wish you a, a very happy new year. And here's hoping that the second makes it the best fucking possible new year it can be. Well, have a
1: great new year. Uh, hopefully, Hibs don't ruin it for us. And if they do, just have a good new year anyway.
0: It's only football. It's only football. Right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you could like, share, subscribe, yada yada yada, you know the job by now. And we'll see you next year. Right. Cheers. Bye.